Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the They do, don't they? And welcome Everybody. to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation. And this is our crazy Halloween show. Yes, it is. Or crystal skull, or <laughs> sugar skull, or some freaking skull thing. Anyways, I'm Ron Kolick, your host, and, and with me is the other half of me, the uh, blonde uh, bombshell herself. Uh, Ann Kerrigan. Hey, everybody. Happy Halloween. Welcome to our Halloween show. And, and I want to give you credit because you, you actually did this fabulous job of uh, doing whatever you did to me. <laughs> and loving every minute of it, must I say. Basically, what I did was uh, I tortured Ron <laughs> and made him sit still in a chair and put goop on his face. And he was traumatized. He'll be traumatized for life. I actually don't like people touching my face. <laughs> So it was extremely painful. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you it. It'll be the last thing you do. So anyways, we have a great show. We're going to talk all about Halloween, but we're not just the usual crappy stuff. We're going to talk That's about... Right. No crappy stuff. No. So we're going to start off with... Uh, I have to put my glasses on. All right. Don't ruin your face paint. We're going to... We're going to talk about Halloween. Do you know what Halloween is? No, tell me. I knew you'd want to know. With bated <laughs> breath, right? For the Celts. Is that like the Celtics? I don't think so. He broke his foot. That was awful. Did you see that? Oh, no. I heard oh, about that. Gross. But anyway. let's, not, let's not discuss that. Mm -mm. Well, it's... it's move okay. on, move All on. Right. Halloween, Halloween. Right. For Celts and Anglo-Saxons, the year is ended when herds are brought in from pasture at the end of October. Herds of zombies? No. They'd like to bring me in the pasture at the end of October. The new year began in November and marked by the festival of Samhain, which is wrong, by the way. I can't say it, though. Really? How do you say it? Samhain, I think. Yeah, Samhain. Samhain. Yeah. A celebration in which... Call the cows. Yeah. Call the cows come home, right. Uh, which they, uh, the purifying of bonfires were lit. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wish I was lit right now. <laughs> On the night before... Right here. <laughs> Salome... Right here. Wait a minute. On the night before Saya Hemen, uh, oh souls of the potted could return temporarily to their uh, hearths, and ghosts and demons were free to roam the earth. Uh -huh. However, uh, to counter the influence of uh, the pagan festival, during the 9th century, the church, we're talking about the Catholic church, instituted okay. the Feast of All Saints or All Hallow, Hallows okay. on November 1st. Thereafter, October 31st became known as All Hallows' Eve or Halloween-y. In about 19... No, that make that 998. <laughs> I remember that. The abbot of Cluny, France, established November 2nd as All Saints' Days when prayers are said for the departed, thus completing the link between Sabahining and Christian festivals. Isn't that just terrific? Yeah, massacring it. In a 
a very wonderful way. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you always compliment me, and I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know what? There's more to this, you know, because you, you can see this holiday is being bounced all over the place, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So came from everywhere. You're right. Uh, so anyways, uh, what do we got here? Oh, yeah. In Britain, uh, most Halloween traditions died out with the rise of purity and puritanism in the 16th and 17th century. Um, it's true. In 1606, uh, Guy Fawkes, you remember Guy Fawkes? Vaguely. Yeah, the powder keg. Yeah, anyways, he was hanged for his role in the Catholic plot to blow up the House of Lords in November 4th, 1605. Parliament then passed the Act of Perpetual Celebration of the Failure of both the Second Attempt on the Life of James I and the Plan to Destroy uh, Parliament itself. The act was ordered that everyone should attend church in the morning of November 5th as part of the oh. gunpowder plot commemoration, which was soon called Guy Fawkes Day. By the 1630s, the event was associated with bonfires and the burning of effigies, which are things that look like people. Initially, these were uh, the we Pope. Are you an effigy? Yes, please do. Okay. Initially, these were the, the Pope. Of the devil, I guess there's no difference at that time, from the 19th century, and thereafter uh, Guy Fawkes himself. So it was a, you know, the Protestant way of hitting back at the, uh, what the hell is all that noise going Nothing. on? <laughs> I don't know. So anyways, that's all about how Halloween got bounced around. But you know more you know, about the Mexican way of celebrating <gasps> Halloween. I do. Oh, and before I get that, I'm okay. sorry. I, I apologize. All right. I do I'll want to apologize. I'll wait. I, can I do wait. want to apologize. It's I, fine. I have here, which is Ooh, pretty. very pretty. Uh, this is a rosary bees, right? Awesome, with skulls on it. And it has little crystal skulls in between each of the decks, right? And uh, I actually had these blessed on All Souls Day. Nice. Yeah. And these were given to me by my good friend, Ann Ryan. Ah, love and, Ann. Yeah, Ann Ryan, and yep. she is Start also the one that fits right in with what you're talking about. She gave him this Perfect. lovely tile with the, what? Sugar skulls. The sugar skulls. Sugar skulls. The married sugar skulls. Yes. Yeah. The so, bride and the groom. Sort of like we're half married because oh, we've got oh. half a face. No, we are not married. No, I don't mm -mm, think so. Mm -mm, not ever. No. Nope. Nope. Besides, you're, you're young enough to be my daughter. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, yes, carry on. I am. Carry yes, on. I am. Of course you are. Of course All you right. are. Oh, my granddaughter. So, we <laughs> keep going. Yeah, butter me up. Okay. Good. Now he's going to be nice to me now, mm -hmm. saying all those mean things to me when I was painting his face. So, no comment. Just as a little aside, so not everybody knows that I'm also a face painter on the side. Oh, really? I have my own little business, fabulous yeah. face painting. Shameless plug. Uh, but anyways, how could so, people get in touch with you if they want uh, half their oh, face painted really like play me? This. If anybody wanted to get in touch with me, they can find me at uh, fabulousfacepainting.com, or you can find me on Facebook under Fabulous Face Painting. And you can get your whole face painted. You can get your whole like face us. painted. Yeah, not like us. <laughs> All right, carry on. I just thought half faces would be a little more. I thought it was half assed, actually. Little, uh, <laughs> Just a little bit more striking. Never mind. That one's, couldn't all. go somewhere else. So, we decided yes. to do the sugar skull makeup because I wanted to talk Actually, about... Actually, you decided. I decided. I wanted to talk about 
Dia de los Muertes. Muertos, excuse me. I know. It's, it's easier for me to say than you. That's what And I already screwed it up because you're distracting me. So this is also known as Day of the Dead. And we talk about Halloween. Mm -hmm. And the Day of the Dead coincides with, stop it, you're distracting me, coincides with Halloween because it coincides also with All Saints Day. So what I have learned about Dia de los Muertos, oh, hey, she said Spanish it is right. Hmm. No. <laughs> So this year I wanted to talk about something, and I, I don't think we've ever discussed before, which is is the Day of the Dead. And I feel like this is really a, a tradition and a celebration that I can totally get behind. And since it involves many is of my favorite that? things, yes, there is, there okay? <laughs> Cemeteries, skulls, and parties, right? Who can't get behind that? I can. Now... You all know how I love a good graveyard and that I believe in caring for and preserving our historic cemeteries. And that is a big part of Day of the Dead. So let's start with an explanation. What exactly is Dia de los Muertos? And it what is, is a, exactly Dia de los Muertos? <laughs> it is a holiday celebrated in Central and Southern Mexico and rooted in the ancient beliefs of honoring loved ones who are deceased. This holiday begins on October 31st, yes, Halloween, wow. and runs for three days until November 2nd. Three days of Halloween, right in a row. So like kind of sort of. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, not Tuesday really. Not, maybe a little bit, yeah. So it not only coincides with Halloween, but also All Souls and All Saints Day on the Catholic calendar, as our good friend Ron Helsing had already told us this. Now we're seeing some pictures up here on the screen, and a moment ago, one of the little pictures was a, that's it, it's a coffin, it's a coffin with a skeleton in it. And if you pull a little string, the skeleton sits up. Seriously? Yes. It's, yes. And where it's where all, can we get those? It's all, isn't it cool? I think you can order them can you really? on the site that I was on. And uh, so the child, these are made for the children, and they're all made out of sugar. Oh. I mean, adults can eat them too. But they're, they're just very, um, it's part of their culture. Mm -hmm. Because this is a time you're honoring your loved ones, and you're hanging with your family, and it's a celebration. Okay? No one's hanging around crying. So the idea behind this holiday is very sweet. Get uh, it? <laughs> that's so funny. I okay, we can up. take the coffins down now. Yeah. We've seen the coffins We've had now. enough of that Thank coffin. You. Thank you. Oh, All right. So uh, it's believed that the gates of heaven are opened at midnight on October 31st, and the deceased children, or angelitos, are allowed to reunite with their families for 24 hours. Spirits of... Deceased adults then follow on November 2nd to enjoy the festivities that are prepared for them. Those are adults. Oh, my goodness. So I just think that is such a sweet thing is that, you know, they want, you know, the, the special day for the little children to come and be reunited with their families. Ooh. So I know. Look at those. Those are beautiful sugar skulls. Mighty fancy. Mighty fancy. 
So this is just part of the celebration is the sugar skulls. And we have a beautiful sugar skull here. Yes, we do. And this is a real Ron, sugar skull, all made out of sugar. Tell us about given it. Given to me by another one of my people. Your ladies. Ladies. Your ladies. Uh, what's her name? Karen Rock. Karen. Karen Rock. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Thank you, Karen. And she made that for me several years ago, and it's still it's there. Be it's beautiful. <laughs> and okay, okay, so the camera is on it right now, and I just, oh, I'm going to gently turn this, okay? Because Karen really personalized this for Ron. Yeah. Because she put things that he loves on it, okay? And she there's did. a lighthouse. Where? Right on the side. What do you mean, where? Oh, that one. Stop it. Mm. And uh, because Ron is involved with the Friends of Portsmouth Lighthouses, mm -hmm. okay? And, ah. yeah, if we keep turning this around. Is that my bald spot in the top? That's Ron's bald spot, mm -hmm. which Karen very nicely put a tree over there. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, and there is another one of Ron's passions is? Dead people. Dead people. <laughs> Love dead and people. And ghosts. And ghosts. They never give you any trouble, dead and people. I'll tell you. I know. They never irritate yeah. you. Oh. They don't. So, no. I mean, this is really a very touching. You've got the little black cat thoughtful. in the back there, Oh, there's a little black cat. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't have my glasses on. But I, I love this sugar skull, and I love that she made this all by hand for you. Yeah. So. And actually, there's a, it comes in a little box, and, mm -hmm. and the box uh, says Pancho. And ah. do you know the story of Pancho? I, I believe I've heard it, but I think you our have. audience should hear about right. Pancho. You, you've heard about the crystal skulls, right? I have. Oh, speaking about crystal skulls, guess oh. what we have here? Crystal skull, another one. Where's my shot glass? You're not getting this. We, uh, this is, I don't see this one. is actually, <laughs> here we go. There you go. Rush, very good job of zooming in on that. Beautiful. I appreciate that, Rush. That was, that was awesome. You weren't cute or anything, so that I'm really happy. Um, <laughs> So that's crystal skull vodka. Nice. Or you can say vodka. Vodka? Vodka. Vodka? Vodka. Not supposed to have it on school grounds, but shh, no one's going to tell. No one will rat us out. Well, it's not really as on, long the, as it's not not really on the ground. It. As it's long on the, as we're it's not on the little drinking thing. It. <laughs> it's, it's actually, you know who's involved in this, of course, is Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Dan that Aykroyd. I did know. Ghostbusters and all that. that. Yeah. And uh, you and I. We went on one of our road trips. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you remember our road trips? I remember Do you remember back road. then? Yes. Unfortunately. Uh, okay. Anyway. It's just handed to me. Just, just, <laughs> just hot off the presses. But anyways, we'll get to that in a second. Um, this was given to us by Kat. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, well, given to me. Given to you. Yeah. Given you had your own. I had my own. She yeah. got me my own wonderful bottle so, of wine. So, Kat from Canada. Do you know mm -hmm. her last name? I always forget it. Gonzalez? Yes. I got it right? Mm-hmm. You sure? Yeah. Strange. So anyway, she, she's from Canada, and, and she gave she met, went to this place, the, uh, font, the uh, Collinwood. Yes. You and I went to Collinwood, mm -hmm. and she, she gave me and that. Need and it. It's one of my treasured possessions. And you can see it's uh, 2011, so it's aging with... Oh, uh, vintage, yeah. Like May. <laughs> so anyways, we uh, actually have a... Uh, Something. Do you have to read this? Or you oh, do we have a question from the uh, chat? Can you room? read, or do you, do you want? I, have I glasses can read going. it. Okay. Zach wrote it really big, so I can see oh, good. it. Good. That's good. <laughs> I, I thought I had to act and it out with silence. John in the chat room uh, wants to know if we two go to Mexico to investigate the Dia de los Muertos. Um, 
if we will go to Mexico to investigate that someday, the Mexico's version of Halloween. I would love to go. Wouldn't that Let's be cool go to, to Mexico. I don't, in like I don't want to drink the water. I have to bring my butt. February. <laughs> bring my butt go with me. John, we would absolutely do that. Right. We would absolutely do that. <laughs> in a Polish heartbeat. <laughs> yes. Yes. What are you doing? Folding. Are gonna, oh, please don't make a paper airplane. Ugh. We're not going to do that. Nope. Nope. We're not going to do I that. Just ruined that on me. Yes. Sorry. Was that my good side? Oh, I touched the good side. All right. That's okay. All right. So, what were you talking about? Well, we you were talking about the sugar skulls. We were we admiring did the that. sugar skulls. We did, oh yeah, Pancho. That's what and it was. And we talked about Pancho. We get that's completely a, sidetracked by the. Oh, this is a surprise, water. really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so Pancho. Uh, getting back to Pancho because this came in the box and it says uh, Pancho was found. And basically, the Circles of Wisdom, which is a, a medical, uh, a metaphysical, metaphysical bookstore, bookstore in, in, in Andover, Andover, Massachusetts, Mass. right? <laughs> we hear uh, the ad every week. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, they they hosted uh, this guy who was the caretaker of Pancho. Now oh. there are crystal skulls, and this is how we got into the crystal, crystal skulls. There's supposedly these thirteen crystal skulls that mm -hmm. are scattered throughout the world. Mm -hmm. The Benson Hedges is one of them, and there's a couple other ones. And uh, supposedly someday, if they're all united, they're going to release all this information for the Earth and blah, 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 oh. blah. But whatever. Anyways, so Pancho was supposedly one of these crystal skulls. All right. And uh, I was able to go there and meet Pancho and his caretaker. And, uh, Sweet. Yeah. And um, a very bad thing happened, though. What? Yeah, very what bad happened? thing. What happened? See, Pancho and his caretaker were in New York City. And his caretaker took a cab. His caretaker got out of the cab, but guess what happened to poor old Pancho? Oh no! Yep, he took the cab to somewhere and was never found again. Oh, that's bad. So Pancho, the crystal skull, was missing. Uh oh. And but but there's a good side to this. Okay. Okay. So I mentioned this crystal skull, the Dan Aykroyd crystal skull vodka. Well, they also come up with a little one. Yeah, they have a little one. You know, well, little you know, you need skull. a nip. Yeah, a little, little crystal skull. <laughs> so, when, when, Pancho, when Pancho was at the Circles of Wisdom in Andover, I had actually purchased a bottle of Pancho water. Oh. Now, Pancho water, water is for that those... special? Yes, it is. Is the it like crystal, vodka? No, you no. can't drink it. The crystal... Well, maybe you can, but I wouldn't. Uh, the crystal skull is soaked in this very... Um, like spring water or whatever, special water crap. <laughs> Anyways, and it's left in there for a, a long time, hours and days or whatever, right? So it's marinated. It's marinated, It's right? marinated. So it's poncho marinated water. <laughs> so I have, okay. I have this poncho marinated water. And what I have done is I've taken my little crystal skull and poured it, the poncho marinated water, into the little crystal skull. Oh. So poncho lives awesome. in my office. All right. So they really go. never found him. No, never found him. Oh, sad story. Very sad. Wow, that's not for personal hazard, I'm sure, but the person. <laughs> I guess his caretaker wasn't that good of a caretaker. Not a good caretaker. No. no. All right. No. Nope. So that's down on the job. No. So that's my story about uh, crystal skulls and sugar skulls. All right. You got anything else? Yes, I do. Okay. I have more. Tell, on, please on, tell. On Dia de los Huertos. Please tell me more. Oh, I'm going to be able to say this so well by the end. <laughs> it rolls off your lips. So, I know you want to know what Mon happens Charlie. next, right? 
course. You want to know what happens next. So what happens after they get so crystal skull coffins? After Stop that. They begin <laughs> After they begin their celebrations, they make beautiful altars called ofrendas. And they're made in each home, and they're decorated with many items that are significant to the visiting spirits. Ooh. So some of the items that you will find on the ofrenda, ofrenda. candles, ofrenda. flowers, usually they're wild marigolds, uh, which we had seen early in the earlier pictures, which are not like those teeny weeny little marigolds. Yeah, oh, these wow. are big, giant, ginormous, beautiful marigolds. Those are gorgeous. Yeah, they used uh, to wrap the grow for those babies. And uh, yeah, I wish I wish I had some here. Mm. I do wish I had some here. So uh, and bright red coxcombs. I don't Excuse have me? a picture of them. They're flowers. Yep. Mounds of fruit and nuts. Plates of turkey mole, stacks of tortillas, and Day of the Dead bread called Pan de Muerto. I'm getting hungry, by the way. I know. Mm. Bottles of soda, hot cocoa, and water with the lids off, I have read, so that the spirits can readily hot drink them. Hot cocoa and water? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. strange. Hmm. Or, or chocolate. Um, chocolate. The, they have uh, like liquid chocolate as well. Oh, sweet. Uh, toys and candles, candies for the angelitos. Lots of food. Mm. And on November 2nd, when the adults come along, mm -hmm. our, our, our deceased adults, cigarettes and shots well, of mezcal are offered to the adult spirits. Damn, they'll get killed if they smoke and, cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> also, little folk art skeletons and sugar skulls also adorn the ofrendas. So I decided that I wanted to make my own little ofrenda over ofrenda. here in honor of my parents, who are both deceased. So I kind of incorporated things that I knew my parents enjoyed um, in my ofrenda over here. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that I put in, in mine, and, and an ofrenda is, is basically an altar. So I've got candles, I've got, um, I've got a picture of my parents. Mm -hmm. I have flowers, they're not the right flowers, but in a pinch, it was Whatever. really all I could do. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I have my little sugar skull. He's actually a little teapot given to me by my dear friend, Joanne. Oh, that's nice. I have water. I have a can of tuna. Excuse me? I have a can of tuna. Is there a reason for a can of tuna yes, on the ofrenda? Yes, there is a reason. <laughs> and um, but I'll get to that in a minute. And okay. grapefruits for the fruit. And some uh, Peanuts, dry roasted peanuts in the back. There's little mm. candies in the little sugar skull tin. Can we have some of those? Or? Um, no, no, no. They've been hanging around for a while. Okay. I have a rain bonnet, and I have a cigar box. All right. Now I'm confused. And <laughs> I have my father's wedding band, which I always I wear that every day. It's a thumb ring for me. So I will now explain about the can of tuna. Yes. I'm All right. So now that now that. that you've seen my altar, and that's my mom and dad, and when they were much much younger, they were at a wedding. It's one of my favorite pictures of them. And uh, do I even know if I was born? I'm not really sure. I think I may have been. But so the reason I have the can of tuna on there. Yes, please is tell. My mother was very uh, uh, unorthodox about what she had for breakfast. Mm -hmm. So she would really basically eat. You know, strange things. Oh, thanks, Russ. That's my mom and dad. Oh, that's a good picture. Lorraine and Dawn. It is a great picture. Mm. Love that picture. 
So uh, my mother was notorious for having tuna fish sandwiches and dill pickles for breakfast. Whoa, um, was she pregnant? No. Oh. <laughs> no, sir. No, Bam. sir. Um, and if I had had a can of kidney beans, they'd be on there, too, because she used to eat fried bologna and kidney uh. beans. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Love you, Mom. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Kidney beans. <laughs> there is. So I wanted to put all these things on the altar because if she was passing through, I know that she would like uh, her tuna fish and her grapefruits. And mm -hmm. her rain bonnet is there because she always wore a rain bonnet when it rained. Because oh my God, it, she got the once ones. a week. Um, perm? I always called it the old lady wash and set. Yeah, perm. <laughs> and yes, I said that in front of her. So. Mm. She uh, had to keep it dry, so everybody wore a rain bonnet. But anyway, so that's my ofrenda, and um, I enjoyed putting it together, and it... Uh, it was good. It was like reliving, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. So, that's nice. And, and I, I did it with happiness, okay? It made me happy to do that because I'm honoring my, my parents, and I, I just, uh, I really like that idea. Mm -hmm. So, so... Uh, the, the, to, uh, just to end on the ofrenda, it's believed that because the spirits have traveled such a long way, they will be weary and they will need refreshment. So that's why we have all the food and the drink on the altar. Mm -hmm. Happy spirits will then provide protection, good luck, and wisdom to their families, and building the ofrenda keeps the family close. Right? Uh, totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. That's and so then special. after the three days, on the third day, they feast and they eat all the food. And then everything goes to That's hell. That's on the offering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's back fighting again. And... No, stop it. Come on. Oh, Be sorry. positive. I'm all happy and, you know. Yeah. All happy. Sure. What, have you, what have you got? We're going to jump back That's over it. to you. That's it. It goes back to me. It goes back to you. So I want to talk a little, bit, a, little bit about symbolism. Because right. there's a lot of things associated with, uh, um, you know, Halloween. First of all, the colors, orange and black. Okay. Right? And this has nothing to do with pantheology. Oh, that was a different show. Um, we are we're all, not going down that road again. No, we're not going down that way. Mm -hmm. Orange symbolizes the harvest. Okay. And black symbolizes death. All right. So you got the yin and the yang, the harvest and whatever. So that should go. Okay. I, I don't know. Whatever. Yes. What do I know? Keep moving. Okay. Move along. Um, many, tr uh, many trace trick-or-treating back to Europe. Yes. Okay, where people would go door to door in costume, get this, performing choreographed dances. Give me five. <laughs> A little slower. Pay attention. Pay attention up there, Boney Tony. Yeah, Boney Tony. All right. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> choreographed dances, routines, and songs in exchange for treats. Oh, wow. Dinner and a show. Yeah. Okay. At the time, it was known as mummying. M what? M-U-M-M-I-N-G. Mummying. 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 Okay. Or geising. 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 It's awful, uh, and it was often associated with people begging for money. Oh. We have that, we have that on Facebook now. What do they call that? Fund me? Go fund uh, go me. Go fund me. Yeah, go fund go me or whatever. Me. Yeah. Go fund me. I can't afford just, Halloween candy. They just got rid of the, uh, you know, the, all the work of singing and dancing, although they, this, they give yeah, you a song anyways. get that out of the way. They put a song out there anyways. All right. Right? So the tradition uh, from ancient tribes were to wear in costumes, uh, they were made out of animal skins and skulls. Oh. 
uh, that would, they believed that by wearing an animal's skin and a skull, you would be able to connect to the spirits of the dead more easily. Okay. So, anyways, ooh, we got another one hot off the press. Ooh. Uh, okay, we'll put that one aside for a second. All right, we'll yep. get to that. Yep. And yes, uh, anyways, so that's the story on on uh, why people wear uh, whatever they wear. Costumes. Yeah, that works. Okay, so black cats. Yes. You ever have a black cat? I have not. I've had a black cat, and it, and, uh, it was the best cat I ever had. I have a lot of black really. dogs. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I know you're a doggy person. I'm a mm -hmm. cat person. So, anyways. Uh, black cats. The uh, the uh, classic symbol goes back to uh, goes all is connected with Halloween for many many years. Mm -hmm. Many shelters, right? Uh, you know, like animal shelters. Yeah. Uh, they were very superstitious about uh, you know people harming black cats around Halloween. So uh, during the time leading up to Halloween, they wouldn't allow any adoption for the entire oh, month of October. Oh, thank goodness. However, people soon realized this is ridiculous. And anyways. So why are uh, black cats associated with evil? And, and I don't know. Why in the, in the Middle Ages, uh, people associated black cats with the devil Ooh. and deemed them partially responsible for the black plague as a result. And the, the, weird, the weird thing about that was is they were actually killing the one thing. And they went around and killed the black cats. Aww. They were actually killing the one thing that could have prevented the thing because we know that the black plague was primarily primarily uh, spread by fleas. Ah. Yeah, so, and the rats and mice. So mm -hmm. the cats would have killed the mice. and they Right, yeah, so, no. right, right. So they just yeah, but shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Anyway, so anyways, that's that's associated. Uh, also, there's more. Where was I? Oh, yeah, there it was. It was also believed that witches used alley cats as companions of familiars. Animal-shaped spirits that could help a witch with their magic. By the time of the Salem witch trials, accusers thought witches could turn into cats and uh, typically black ones. One Scottish fairy tale tells of Cat Sith. Cat Sith. Cat Sith. Is that like Star Wars? I know. I was going to ask. So it's just going to ask yeah. that. It's a giant black cat that could steal a dead person's soul before the gods could take it. Uh oh. That ain't good. But not everyone uh, thinks black uh, cats crossing your path path is bad. In Germany, a cat that crosses your, you know, crosses in front of you mm -hmm. from left to right is actually a sign of good luck. All right. Yeah, I'm not pushing it though. So, anyways, that's my little story on uh, the blacky catty thingies. Oh, so, I love black do you cats. Want any more? They're beautiful. Do you want any more symbols? No, I think I think we should. Good. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should take a little break. So why are fluffy... Uh, He's not paying any attention to me. So why are owls associated with Halloween? This will be the last one. Then we'll okay. take a break. All right. Owls, uh, you know, why are they associated? I don't know. Uh, why are these fluffy, <laughs> inquisitive birds associated with Halloween, you may ask? Uh, the Harry feathers, Potter? No. no. The feathers on the head makes them look like horned devils. Oh. One Greek and Roman superstition claims that witches could turn into owls and suck the blood out of babies. Ooh. Yeah. That's terrible. Others said that owls were messengers for sorcerers, and you could hear, and if you could hear an owl hoot, that means a witch is coming. Uh-oh. 
Yeah, so that's <laughs> why they're associated. Oh, no. All right, we'll take a break from the symbolism. We'll get back to that in a little bit. What have we got now there for us? I think we should uh, hear from our paranormal news. Oh, right? for, yeah, let's do that. I think we absolutely I'm tired should. of talking myself. I know. I'm sure people are tired of listening to you. I'm sure they are. <laughs> that's what my wife says anyways. Will you knock it off so, your... <laughs> the skeleton's all... Ex he's all excited. He wants to hear the paranormal news. See, no one no goes one to the paranormals. Okay, I'm sorry, Mr. Crow, but we are going to go to the paranormal news. It's a raven, not a crow. With our ace reporter, Nathan Mayer. Let's roll it. Welcome to Paranormal News, viewers, and all my friends here on this table. Finally, Ann and Ron put me where I belong, behind bars. Um, my first story in this Paranormal News is about Nine Man's Misery. Nine Man's Misery is a site in current-day Cumberland, Rhode Island, where nine colonists who were first taken prisoner during an ambush in what is now Central Falls, Rhode Island, on March 26, 1676, and then tortured to death by the Narragansett Indian tribe during the King Philip's War, were buried here by English soldiers who found their corpses. A stone memorial was constructed in 1676, which is believed to be the oldest veterans memorial in the United States. The Nine Men's Misery site is currently on the Cumberland Monastery and Library property. This past Monday evening, after a lecture done by Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters, Dustin Cody Despian from the Rhode Island Society for Examination of Unusual Phenomena, a.k.a. Rise Up, and myself ventured out into the woods at night to do a quick EVP session there. The two others joining me had never been there before, and I, only been there a handful of times during the day, was shaky to where to go in the dark. So Dustin pulled out his cell phone and we eventually found it using the Pokemon Go app. <laughs> the audio is still in review, and if we hear anything unusual, I'll report it in my next segment. Seriously? <laughs> now, this uh, past Friday was Friday the 13th. If you are listening and or watching this episode of Ghost Chronicles, that means you have survived this past Friday the 13th, and escaped Jason Voorhees from Camp Crystal Lake. Friday the 13th is considered an unlucky day in Western superstition. It occurs when the 13th day of the month in the Gregorian calendar falls on a Friday. The superstition surrounding this day may have arisen in the Middle Ages, originating from the story of Jesus' Jesus's Last Supper and Crucifixion, in which there were 13 individuals present in a room of David's tomb compound in Jerusalem on the 13th Thursday, the night before Jesus' death on Good Friday. A suggested origin of the superstition which is mentioned in novels is Friday 13th, October 1307, the date Philip IV of France arrested hundreds of the Knights Templar. 
An early documentary reference in English occurs in a biography by Italian music composer Rosini, who died on a Friday the 13th, regarded Fridays as an unlucky day and 13 as an unlucky number. My next story, my third story, um, about Sleepy Hollow. When one hears the word Sleepy Hollow, most people think of the story or adaptations of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, a short story written by Washington Irving, which was first published in 1820. Along with Irving's companion piece, Rip Van Winkle, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is among the earliest examples of American fiction with enduring popularity, especially during Halloween, because a character known as the Headless Horseman, believed to be a Haitian soldier who lost his head to a cannonball in battle. Sleepy Hollow Cemetery in Sleepy Hollow, New York, is the final resting place of numerous famous figures, including Washington Irving himself, who the story The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is set in an adjacent burial ground in the Old Dutch Church of Sleepy Hollow. Incorporated in 1849 as Terrytown Cemetery, the site posthumously honored Irving's request that it change its name to Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. Upon, when I was there earlier this month, upon departing the cemetery after trying to find Irving's grave for about an hour and a half, I turned around and saw a sign pointing in the direction. My next story is about a new movie release, released straight to DVD, Cult of Chucky. The evening before my trip to Sleepy Hollow, I attended the DVD release party of the new Child's Play movie called Cult of Chucky with Alex Vincent, who played Andy Barkley in Child's Play, Child's Play 2, and briefly in the previous installment, Curse of Chucky. Chucky returns to terrorize his human victim, Nika, who is confined to an asylum for the criminally insane. Meanwhile, the killer doll has some scores to settle with his old enemies with the help of his former wife. After a very intimate viewing of the latest installment in the hotel room, he signed my DVD cover. And of course, I enjoyed the movie. It's a Chucky movie. I love Chucky. And it was an experience to watch it with an actor in the movie watching the finished product for the first time. The supernatural psychological thrasher film falls third best out of the seven movies in the series behind the original Child's Play and um, Curse of Chucky. Overall, I give this outing to the franchise three out of five lights on the K2 meter, meaning it's worth a whirl. If you haven't seen the previous one, I suggest watching it before you see this one. I hope you have a safe and happy Halloween. Back to you, Ron and Ann. Hey, nice job, Nate. Do you dare come closer? Yeah, stay away. Anyway, you done? All right, thank you. Nope. Nope. No? Hey, we're not supposed to be back on there. Okay. That was a trick. <laughs> Little gremlins. Anyways, right. before we get to, you've got more cool stuff for us. Yes. I've got, uh, we, we forgot about the jack-o'-lantern. Oh, my God. How could we forget yeah, that? Yeah, no, um... There's, there's a little bit of you know, discrepancy here. Okay. But this says the origin of the origin, the origin? Uh, origin as we like to say, of the Some special of pumpkins uh, began with the Celtic tale about a drunken farmer named Jack. Was the Celtic. What? 
Celtic. Yeah, whatever. Not Celtic. Who tripped the devil. <laughs> no basketballs involved. Could be. Okay. Anyways, he tripped the devil. How come they spelt the same? Celtic. Keep going. Anyways. Uh, who tripped the devil and as a result couldn't enter heaven or hell after he died. He was forced to wander in purgatory, purgatory. with okay. nothing but a turnip oh. that he made into a lantern using a burning lump of coal. The devil gave him from hell. He gave him the coal from hell. That's a bit hard to um, hang on to. To this day, the uh, Jack uses the lantern to guide lost souls, so he is called the Jack of the Lantern ah, or Jack-o'-lantern. Jack the Irish began the tradition of uh, turning hollow turnips into lights to guide good spirits home. Good Lord, that must have been hard to carve. Yeah. I mean, you think a pumpkin is its really not that hard to carve. Yeah, so they would turn turnip? it. They a would... turnip is like this, uh, right? Whatever. Okay. Keep anyways, going, sorry. that's fine. So anyways, the Irish began the tradition of turning hollow turnips into lights. Lights, they made lights. Yes. But that was to guide good spirits home. Okay. But they also drew scary faces on them to uh -huh. keep the bad spirits away. Uh -huh. When the Irish immigrants came to America, like the Kennedys, uh, the turnips came uh, hard to find, so they uh, used pumpkins instead. So, but they were easier to carve. I, I guess so. Yeah. And there's another one. It says, this story of how the jack lantern came is based on a man called Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack? Yeah. Or Stingy Ron. Stingy uh, he Ron. originally placed a piece of uh, coal into a turnip and used it as a lantern, not a pumpkin. So people carved turnips, beets, and potatoes before they started carving pumpkins. All right. So that's stuff you didn't know and really don't care to know anymore. I know that yeah. we uh, carved all those vegetables. Turnips, yeah. I had heard about the turnips. I want to do a carve a carrot. A, a what? Carrot. A carrot. Carrot. Uh, or should I say taro? A caro. A, a caro because it's not okay. tea on it, so sure. it would be taro. All right. We, carrot. All right. We need to jump back over to... Oh, yeah, cemetery. Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> okay, so back to Day of the Dead. Where do the cemeteries come in, you ask? Where do because they come I did in, mention ask. that earlier. Mm. Okay. Mm. On the afternoon of November 2nd, the party moves to the cemetery where the loved ones are buried. People gather and clean the graves and the tombs. No, there's some up there on the uh, screen right now. And, wow, look at and that. They're beautiful. Mm. Uh, so they clean up the graves and the tombs, they play cards, listen to local bands, and reminisce about their deceased relatives. They partake of all the food on the altars now that the spirits have had their opportunity to eat and drink their fill over the three days. So will they eat the three-day-old food? Uh, sure. Why not? Ooh. It's all stuff that will survive. If you the say cemetery so. becomes a place where there is happiness, not sorrow, and rejoicing in the lives of those we've lost. I really believe that this brings people closer spiritually to our deceased family members and that our time should be spent remembering the good times and not crying at a graveside. Mm -hmm. So if we can come back, come back, come back from the cemetery. Where are we going? Come back from the cemetery. We're here. Thank you. <laughs> there I am. <laughs> here we are. Good look I have a little video. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot to take my cross out. Oh, the big ass cross. Can I say that on TV? I no. hope so. No. I just did. I'm sorry. You'd be smattered. So I have a little video I'd like to sneak in here, and it tells you just a little bit about the history of where Dia de los Muertos came from. Can we roll that video, please? Did Russ? you produce this? I did not. 
Throughout time, different cultures have developed different ways of dealing with death. From Egypt to Mexico, rituals have been rediscovered by archaeologists and historians. In Mexico, Dia de los Muertos celebrations are considered an integral part of Mexican identity, an identity fused with Mesoamerican rituals, European beliefs, and Spanish culture. Today, this tradition reaches into the United States with a new and evolving way of celebrating continued reverence for death and those who have passed. The reverence for death in Mesoamerica is obvious in many archaeological sites around the region. For over 2,500 years, Mesoamerican cultures shared many of the same traditions when celebrating their ancestors. In the post-classical period, the celebration was a month long and took place in August. Though preparation for Dia de los Muertos can span over a month, today the celebration generally takes place in three days with many indigenous practices intact. For many who celebrate Dia de los Muertos, death is not the end, but a beginning of a new journey, a journey to the Miklan, a final resting place for souls. This journey is long, difficult, and probably why so many believe this life is a dream and the next is when we are truly awake. The road to the Mitlan is a journey through the Chikuna Mitlan, the land of the dead, where nine challenging obstacles await the traveler. It is from these obstacles that many of the items found on contemporary Dia de los Muertos ofrendas originate. De mis ojos A mis años estoy enamorada. With Spanish colonization, death rituals were influenced by new peoples, laws, and lifestyles. Spain and the Catholic Church made an indelible mark on the cultures of Mesoamerica. Many of these influences were timely influences associated with the golden age of European monarchy and the devastation of the bubonic plague. Decadence and death, balanced together in a confusion of right and wrong, good versus evil, layered upon a more cyclical understanding of life. The details and additions to Dia de los Muertos by Europeans were numerous. The idea of cemeteries and the practice of keeping relics were new to Mesoamerica. On altars today there is evidence of this with sugared skulls and with celebrating this event in cemeteries as well as the home not to mention the distinct involvement of the church. Before colonization, the celebration took place in the late summer. With the synchronization between Mesoamerican and Catholic practices, the joint celebration now takes place in November on All Saints Day. Every year, the National Hispanic Cultural Center hosts Dia de los Muertos events in September and October, culminating with our despedida on November 1st or 2nd. On this evening, the community is invited to place their own offerings and remembrances on the community altar. This reflective tradition includes music, 
poetry, and traditional chocolate y pan de muerto. Scattered in the halls, community groups, schools, and local artists have ofrendas and altares demonstrating both traditional and innovative ways to remember and honor the dead. Workshops produce sugar skulls and papel picado for our events and altars. Whoa! There you go. That well, was professional. I thought that was interesting. Yes. I would like to give credit to the Hispanic Cultural Center for that lovely video. Which muchas I, gracias. Muchas gracias, which I downloaded from YouTube. I just thought it was very interesting to hear the historic aspect of uh, Dia de los Muertos. So we're going to finish up that Day of the Dead. Certainly. Uh, because now I know you're probably wondering, where do the sugar skulls come from? And where do the sugar skulls come I'm from? I'm glad you asked, Ron. Italian missionaries brought sugar art to the New World in the 17th century. Originally, little sugar lambs and angels were made to adorn, adorn the side altars in the Catholic Church. In Mexico, a place abundant in sugar production, the friars taught the people how to make the sugar art for their own religious festivals. Sugar skulls represented a departed soul, had the name written on the forehead, and they were placed on the home ofrenda or gravestone to honor the return of a particular spirit. The bright colors, large smiles, and flowers reflect the folk art style of Mexico. And I love how this tradition ties into the cemetery, and it can also be adapted to your own religious and cultural beliefs. It all comes down to spending time with family, remembering stories of family members now gone, and honoring not how the person died, but how the person lived. So that is my whole spiel on Dia de los Muertos. And I thank you for listening. Yay, the skeleton is excited. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. You yeah. ready? Yeah, I'm excited. You ready, Van Helsing? Yeah, ready? Wait, there's a call for you. <laughs> That's so funny. Russ gave me that. Thank you, Russ. We do. I like it. <laughs> Anyways, do you know there is actually a uh, legend about cemeteries? And I bet you you don't even do it. I don't know. Okay. Is there? It's, legend says that you must hold your breath. Every time you drive past the cemetery. Oh, I have heard that. You have heard that. Yeah. If you don't, you could wake up a spirit with each breath oh. and make the spirit jealous and even inhale them. Oh. The symbolic the connection focus. between breath and life and spirits exists since the beginning of human thought. The Bible and God created humanity through breathing into Adam. Uh -huh. So. And, and you know the the uh, why you should cover your your mouth when you sneeze? Uh, because it's rude if you don't. No, no, no. That's much more important. Oh, than that. okay. Because so you're spreading could, germs. No, you could cough your spirit out. Oh no! So that's why you cover your mouth to keep your spirit in. Okay. Didn't know that. Did Remember you? that, kids. Yeah. Don't lose your spirit. Right. Cover your mouth. Cover your mouth. <laughs> that's a public service announcement from uh, Ghost Chronicles <laughs> Next Generation right here. All right, so you've all seen the, those those haggly old witches, right? Like in Hollywood and everything yes. else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you know how they came about? How did they come about? All the witches I know are quite pleasant looking. Yeah, because you don't know any good ones. Anyways, oh. the uh, the common haggly old witch, right? You're going to get cursed witch, now. Yeah, well, like I haven't yeah. been. Like I haven't yeah. been. Uh, <laughs> it's a type of witch familiar with pop culture. The scary old woman brewing portions in the cauldron. Potions. 
for that, too. Mm -hmm. uh, it's taken from the pagan goddess, the crone. Oh. Yeah. So you get crone disease, you become <laughs> an old no. witch. <laughs> you don't want crone disease. Also known as the old one or earth mother. Okay. She was honored at Saheham Hayam. Sawin. Sawin. There's no W. How do you get Sawin? I just say it. Whatever. That's how they say it. Because uh, she is a symbol of wisdom, change, and new seasons. She's kind of like me, right? Wisdom. Yeah, anyways. Trivoli? Uh, Celtics believe that souls enter the crone's cauldron. Cauldron? The, cal the Celt. Yeah, the Celtics, yeah. <laughs> Not the Celtics. They could. <laughs> the you don't know what they the believe? Celtics. How do you know the Celtics oh don't believe that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the Celts or the Celtics or whoever else believes in this, uh, they believe that after death, uh, the souls <laughs> enter the cauldron of the crone, and they wait there for reincarnation. Uh -huh. The crone, that's the old witch, mm -hmm. stirs the cauldron so new souls can enter and new old ones can be reborn. All right. Um, legends say that witches use herbs or herbs like henbane, henbane and other portions of potions since they have uh, psychoactive effects like hallucinogens. Uh, wow. So supposedly they intensify their magic. Uh, this is what Timothy Leary must have been. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the English historian Ralph Hollinshed described the story of Ireland's first accused witch, Lady Alice Kaitella. Okay, yes. nice job. Uh, he said authorities found a pipe of such, with such an ointment greased on a broom handle. Hmm. Oh, which he used to which he used to lather her nether regions. Oh, oh, all right. We're going down a bad road here. Um, other accounts. Say, the next story. Other accounts say which is uh, family show. Anointed hairy parts of their body with wooden staffs covered with halogens. Of course, these are biased accounts. Primarily come from inquisitors and a testimony of okay. accused witches right. under torture. Uh, but they're also depicted. Uh, uh, witches flying on objects like stools and cooking forks. Oh, that's different. Okay. So, anyways, that's how. Next. Uh, that's that's it. That's, Next. That's all I got. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. So, there's something you'll never get out of your mind. Won't um, no. that ranks right up there. Time, with time's running down. Pantheology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pantheology. So, anyways, time is running down. Yes, it is. And uh, I, before we go, the audience I'd, is going. Thank God. I, I'd like to. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to uh, recite a poem from one of my favorite poets. All this right. was published in 1829. I remember it well because I was I'm there. I'm sure you do. It's called Spirits of the Dead. All right. All right. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. This should, be, this should be interesting. <clears throat> yes. I'm ready, Ron. I'm starting this. Yes, I know. I'm right? just vigilizing. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. Okay, go. Spirits of the Dead by Edgar Allan Poe. Thy soul shall find itself alone, mid dark thoughts of the gray tombstone, not one of all the crowd to pry into thine hour of secrecy. Be silent in that solitude which is not loneliness, for then the spirits of the dead who stood in life before thee are again, in death around thee, and their will shall then overshadow thee. Be still. For the night thou clear shall frown, and the stars shall not look down from their high thrones in the heaven with light like hope to models given. 
but their red orbs without beam to thy weariness shall seem as a burning and a fever which we cling to thee forever. Now our thoughts thou shalt not banish, now our visions ne'er to vanish. From thy spirit shall they pass no more like dewdrop from the grass. The breeze, the breath of God is still, and the mist upon the hill. Shadowy, shadowy, yet unbroken, is a symbol and a token. How it hangs upon the trees, a mystery of mysteries. Ah. I love that poem. I really do. I think we did it before, but I don't give a rat's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be afraid. People sound crazy. (laughs) We agree. We agree. All right, there you go. So we're running down. Yes, we We are. We have one quick question we can take in. Do we have one time for this quick question? Sure. This comes all the way from uh, Florida. Yes. If it's Florida still there, I think it'll wiped out in one of the hurricanes. They're still there. Okay. They're still there. So this is a question that says, have you guys, you guys, I guess that includes you too. Um, You're a guy now, evidently. Sometimes. uh, Investigated any place on Halloween night? Uh, I have not. I, huh. I think maybe you have, though. I have. Actually, I have. Yeah, I'm out getting really candy and stuff and having parties. No, uh, many years ago. In fact, uh, when I first met Maureen Wood, uh, who, who uh, is, you know, a, a trans medium, and um, we went out with WNDS News, uh-huh. and we did a four-part series for the month of October. Every Thursday, we went out uh, to a different location, and it ended up on Halloween in Old Hill Burial Ground, which, oddly enough, I was there this past weekend. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, that looks nice like segue. a great and You center. saw that one. You and I got to go did. there. It's, it's awesome. I just scratched the surface, and the, and the light was terrible. Okay. So anyways. Um, we do have to wrap this up. Okay. So anyways, we were, uh, we were in the cemetery, and uh, we did this whole thing and whatever. And uh, some of the graves, you can actually see into them and you can see the skulls and everything Ew. so this was on on the news and i i reached in and one of them and rubbed the skull you would and then i took my finger out and just oh ron you're it was, gross it was on the channel to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. (laughs) 